In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. Glad to have you with us. Just remember, God is sovereign and he is magnificent. Magnificent is the word for the day. Jesus is magnificent. He is wonderful, all-powerful, all-love, all-everything that's wonderful. Jesus is magnificent. He has been raised from the dead. Hallelujah. His wounds are glorified for you and for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're reading from Mark 7, verse 24. From there, Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Well, that's just a joke. They're always following him. But he doesn't want anyone to know that he's there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had had unclean spirit, whose little daughter had an unclean spirit, immediately heard about Jesus, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile. Now you have to know that the Jews called Gentiles dogs. That's what they called them. And she was of the Syrophoenician origin. She begged Jesus to cast out the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. What is the children's food? Healing and deliverance. It is not fair to, to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying this, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home and found the child lying on the bed, and the demon was gone. Amazing. This is a mother's heart. She would say anything. She would start barking as she needed to, to get her daughter healed. A mother's heart. I remember someone in, in North Quincy. The mother's heart was for her daughter who had cancer of the blood. And the mother kept on praying and praying and praying. And one day the priest read from the gospel, your daughter should be healed, will be healed, talking about the gospel reading. She went home and said to her daughter, you're going to be healed. I heard it today at the reading of the gospel. And guess what? Over the months she was healed 
and now she's a teacher and a mother. And God spoke to the mother through the scriptures, your daughter will be healed. I continue with verse 31. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. That's the Gentile region. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay hands on him. He took him aside in private away from the crowd. Why? They aren't believers. They're Gentiles. And he put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephrathah, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one, but the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. Why does Jesus say tell nobody? Because the great miracle is the miracle of Calvary. It's called the messianic secret. But what do the people do? They go and tell everybody. And what happens as a result of it? Greater crowds follow Jesus. They can't even let him eat. Yeah, and so Jesus, he knows how to do things. It might not always be in our lives the way we think. You know, put his, put his hands in his ears and on his tongue. But Jesus, he knows exactly what we need to be healed, the situations we need to be in, what what we need from God. So often we make our life so much about us, but really it's all about Jesus. And Jesus and the Holy Spirit is working in us. All God, all Jesus needs is your cooperation. Even today, the Holy Spirit, he wants to do a work in you. And all we need to do is let him. When a situation, it comes up, maybe we don't like, we just say, Fiat, we give it to you, Jesus. Jesus, if you need to put your hands in my ear, your finger on my tongue to heal me, I allow you to. And we just let a little part of ourselves die by letting Jesus do what he needs to do into us so more of the divine life can take, take part in you. You know, even in this story, it's both... A soul healing but it's a physical miracle and the result of miracles and miracle workers and when Jesus he releases the power of God as he does today in miracles is the crowds come and people follow him and people are evangelized and people come into the kingdom this is why it's so important that Jesus wants to display his power through your life through the witness of your life Jesus, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus doesn't change. His ways don't change. The power of God doesn't change. Miracles didn't die at the last apostle. When we cooperate with Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit, then crazy things begin to happen. And when miracles and crazy things begin to happen, the people come. And they come to the Lord Jesus Christ. A young woman came up to me on Wednesday night, the night of our prayer meeting. 
and she said, I have to tell you something. My husband had an eye that was red and it was bothering him. And she said to the husband, can I pray with you? That's wonderful. He said, okay. He, she prayed with him. And the next day, most of the redness was gone. And in two days, all of it was gone. And she said to the husband, I didn't do that. It's Jesus who did that through me. You see, she's heard the word of God that we've proclaimed, that you can go out and touch people and heal them by the grace of God. Jesus does the healing. We just do the praying, and we believe. And you see, she's heard the word of God, and she does it. Let me continue. They were all astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. You know, I hear Catherine Kuhlman, she had a defect in her voice, in her tongue when she was called. And God used her to bring the gospel to the world. Moses had a defect in his tongue. He said, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go? And what did God say to Moses? I will be with you. Do you know today that the Lord says to you, I will be with you wherever you go? Not only am I with you, but if you're a believer, I am in you wherever you go. Even when I when I was younger in kindergarten, I used to have to go to speech therapy as well. But you know what? The greatest area of warfare in your life, that is, that is where God wants to use you the most. You know, where we are the weakest, we are the strongest because in that area we need to rely on the grace of God and the power of God. So whatever you think disqualifies you today is actually what qualifies you through God. Whatever area you're struggling with the most today, that is the area that Jesus wants to come in and he wants to glorify in you. And that, and that woundedness, the deeper the wound, the more God's glory can fill it. The greater the defect, the more room for God to move into that area. And then it's no longer you who operates in that area. It is God who operates through you. You know, the mark of a Christian is peace and love. I was just sitting in front of the Blessed Sacrament today and the Lord put it on my heart that Jesus, even in all this craziness going on, he always operated in perfect peace and love. And you can hear the peace of Christ in someone's voice and their demeanor and everything. Jesus, he wants you to always be in a perfect place of peace and operate out of love because that is how the anointing flows. We can see a deaf man. We can see a blind man. We can see a person who may need to be delivered of a demon. Fear not. Don't worry. Because we just lean on God and we do what the scripture says. We say, come out in Jesus' name. 
be healed in Jesus' name. And we let God work. Even in your life, if there's craziness going on in your life, if there's something going on with your family, finances, whatever it may be, you stay in a perfect place of peace. You trust in God. You let Jesus work and watch what happens. He'll do the miracle once we have the grace to get out of his way. Talk about speech class. I too went to speech class. And we would say, good morning, Miss Bowler. My name is Thomas DiLorenzo. I come to speech class because I lisp and have defective phonation. I asked her, what's defective phonation? She said, you don't say your TH as well. And one day she said to me, Thomas, you do not have to say defective phonation any longer because you do well in that area. Hallelujah. But we... <laughs> Here we are preaching the Word of God, and we were at speech class. Yeah. And that's the way God uses us. When we're most weak, we're most strong. We heard that today in the, uh, the Gospel reading this morning. Yeah. I'm reading from chapter 8. The Word of God says, In those days when there was again a great crowd without anything to eat, he called his disciples and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now for three days. This was a three-day retreat. Hallelujah. They had all run out of food. So and what's God going to do in Christ? You'll know it, but the disciples, they're not very bright in the spirit. They have nothing to eat. If I send them away hungry, to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from a great distance. See, Jesus was aware of people and cared for people. Some have come from a great distance. His disciples replied, How can you feed these people with bread here in the desert? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said seven. Then he ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground. He took the seven loaves, and after giving thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples. Sounds like the Eucharist. He gives thanks. He breaks the bread, and he distributes the bread. This is a foreloning four of the Eucharist. He broke them and gave them to his disciples to distribute, and they distributed them to the crowd. And they also had a few fish, and after blessing them, he ordered that they too should be distributed. They ate and were filled, and they took up broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. Now there were about 4,000 men, and sent he and he sent them away and immediately he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanutha there were several uh, there were 4000 men not counting the women and children and Jesus worked this miracle why he has compassion on the crowds do you know that he has compassion on you today wherever you are today you say, well, I've never gone to church. 
Jesus has compassion on you today. I've never prayed. Jesus has compassion on you today. I remember when I was a seminarian going to Gloucester to my place of uh, ministry, and I met this person who was hitchhiking, and he had a bag in his hand, and he was playing around with the bag, and I thought, oh, my heavens, he's got a gun in the bag. I was getting bad vibes. So I told him, I said, you know what I am? He said, what? I said, I'm a seminarian. He said, what's that? I said, I'm preparing to be a priest. He said, what's that? I said, it's in the Catholic faith. He said, do you know, I have to tell you something. I said, what do you have to tell me? Years ago, I was backing up my bus. I was a bus driver, and there was a little girl that I hit, and she died. I was getting the bad vibes. I said, I'm going to stop at a place, and we're going to pray. He says, I never pray. I said, that's okay. Jesus has compassion on you. He wants you to know that you didn't do it on purpose. So we got to a place, and I prayed over him, and he asked Jesus to come into his life. And imagine going through the years of thinking, it was my fault that that girl died. It wasn't his fault. He couldn't see her in the mirror. It wasn't his fault, but his conscience bothered him. And he received prayer that day, and only God knows what happened to him after that day. The last part of the word compassion is passion. The last part of the word of compassion is passion, and that is how Jesus healed. He is passionately in love with you. He had passion for all the brokenness that he saw everyone come across. And through the passion of God, through not only his passion on the cross, but the passion and the love and the grace that he felt for these people, he just released, he released the love of God. And what happened is the disorder that came in through the world, through sin, through the broken world, God came with his light and he just ordered it back into the original order of God. And you know, when Jesus comes into our life, he has such passion for us that he meets us wherever he, we're at. Doesn't matter where you're at today. Jesus wants to come into that place, meet you where you're at and fill you with the passion of God, the love of God, the peace and the joy of God. He wants to tear down every stronghold in your mind, every pain in your heart, and he wants to replace it with the love of God. When we, when we, just have life in the world without Jesus or even going to church but not giving our lives fully over to the Lord Jesus Christ. The disorder of the world gets into our soul. It gets into our mind. It gets into our memory. But when Jesus comes with the light of Christ, that light of Christ begins to order everything. And we become ordered into the order of God and back into the original order which Jesus created us to be, to love God, to praise God, to worship God, to adore God. And it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit, when Jesus get, baptizes us, he's a baptizer and he baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit begins to do a work in, to us. Every day, the Holy Spirit, he tells me, says, Anthony, it's not you who needs to do anything. You need to just get out of the way and let me do it in you. Don't block what my spirit wants to do. You know, it works with Jesus. He gives us the grace to do something. And all we need to do is cooperate with the grace. So we might have it on our heart to pray a rosary, to read the Bible. That that desire is there from God because it has healing properties in it. And we just need to cooperate with that grace. So Lord Jesus, we pray that your grace falls on everyone watching. That they know that, Jesus, you want to meet them exactly where they're at today. Even if they've known you for 40 years, that today you have something marvelous for them. That you want to take them deeper and deeper into the abysses of your love. That you want to suck everything of this world from them so that you can give them your divine life, Jesus. That you have a perfect, you have a perfect plan of their life. That every disorder in our heart, in our mind, in our spirit, in our soul, you want to come, Lord, and order that into the order of God. That we walk in this world free, who the sun sets free is free indeed and Jesus came so the captives could be free he came so that you could have freedom and peace and joy that spills out of you that you have life and life abundantly that you live to be a man alive in this world that we want to be fully alive that when we come into a room we're just oozing with we're oozing out of the Holy Spirit because we're just no longer us who live, but Jesus who lived through us. Yesterday, when I was driving back to the rectory, I needed toothpaste and toothbrush and mouthwash. And when I was driving back to Quincy, I just kind of had like an image in my heart to go to a CVS, like a specific CVS in Quincy off the highway. And, you know, when I got off the highway, I kind of got lost. And I didn't go to that CVS, but I said... Come divine will, divine will, I fuse myself into you. Jesus, take me to where you want to take me. And I just drove and I drove until I drove to a CVS. And when I went in there, there was a man behind the counter, Phil. And I didn't have a prophetic word for him, but I knew God sent me in there for him. So I just said, Je I said, my brother, I see Jesus all over you. And he just said, thank you. And we just kind of started talking. And I, it was very simple. Jesus has a plan for your life. He loves you. And I, I'm like, he's proud of you. And just keep doing what you're doing. And those words really penetrated to him. So then I said, God sent me here so I could pray for you. And in that CVS, I laid hands on Phil. He received the Holy Spirit. And then as I was walking out, there was a woman who watched this. She said, will you pray for me? I'm behind the, I'm going on a trip. She received the Holy Spirit. There was a healing line at CVS, but it had nothing to do with me. It was all the Holy Spirit. He planned it. He sent me there and he was just looking for my yes and my cooperation. And when I walked out of there, I was filled with the Holy Spirit because as you minister to others, Jesus ministers to you. Now today, there are people, there are divine appointments, there are graces that Jesus wants to give you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it just comes in just being in peace, in union with Jesus, and not worrying about a thing, but letting God operate through you.
The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. If not you, then who? Jesus chose you to be in his kingdom, and he wants to use you powerfully today. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and dwelt among us. Why did the world Word become flesh in Mary? Because she said, Fiat, let it be done unto me according to your Word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. God has plans for you today. I ask you to say to the Lord, show me one person that I can bless today. Show me one person that I can bless today. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.